We warn you that it is possible you may be subject to a loud laughter during this podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to The Big BS. I'm Darcy Fauci. I'm Karen Ivey. And I'm Candace Chapman. How are we all doing? We hope that all of our listeners are safe and well. We know there are a lot of daily challenges as our families and our communities face this COVID-19 pandemic. These are absolutely crazy times. I've said it every day, I think, since this all began. Everything is so surreal. I hope your guys' families are safe and healthy. I don't know about happy yet, but everybody's at least safe. I uh, I am working by between here and my office, though. I literally see no one, but when I do, they're literally yards away. Um, I when I feel like you know bum, bummed out about maybe having to go to work, all I think about are our healthcare workers, our first responders, our grocery store workers, the garbage men and women. Just everyone that's out there working to keep our community healthy and safe. I just cannot believe where we are at at this point in time. Well, you know, it is uh, so changing. Every day something changes. Every day something new, something different. You wake up, it's, it just becomes, you know, I hate to overuse the word, but surreal. And I, I was saying earlier, it's like all of a sudden, you know, you keep chugging along and, you know, we're all dealing with a lot of technology. I think Zoom is the new uh, buzzword everybody's zooming everybody's we're trying to to do this podcast and um we can't do it in the studio um because now we are in real time but um with that said i was thinking it's just it seems like this week if i had to sort of define this week seems like amongst my students amongst the people in my gym and family it seems like a sort of a big sadness kind of settled in almost a uh, resignation to wow, we're going to be here, and, and where do we go from here? And I'm just kind of sad. And um, so I think we we all feel everybody's pain, and we're all worried about family. I have people um, who, you know, my daughter-in-law is a nurse, my son is in the ho- works in the hospital, and I started to get a little bit more worried um, about them and all the healthcare workers. But I'm also worried about everybody's job. But on that note, I think that it's our job to sort of kind of lift or make some people laugh. What do you guys think? Um, can we do that? I've been waiting for this opportunity just to talk to you two <laughs> so that we could have some levity in our lives. At least, again, if we're not making anybody else smile, hopefully we can make each other smile. We do sound a little different this week. We are attempting to do this podcast by phone and from a distance so it's not quite as intimate and not quite as slickly produced (laughs) if you want to call our podcast slickly produced um but yeah it's been a real weird strange uh trip and it's going to continue but yes we need to laugh we all need to laugh along those lines as we have been talking about how much we feel for so many people in our communities whether it's they are dealing with their families with COVID-19, whether it's healthcare workers that we know, whether it's people we know that are struggling with job loss. Um, we feel for everybody. And yes, we understand the gravity of the situation, but we want to bring some levity to it. When we were mapping out our podcast originally, we were going to do an episode called, But You've Got Big Hair. And that actually comes from 
experience I had with two of my best friends from high school. But we're going to put that off for a little bit because we feel like there is another sort of topic. Um, and it's about the fact that uh, we can't get our hair done. And among the many people who cannot go to work right now, it's our hairdressers. And we really, really miss you. Yes. And, you know, we, we decided to do this about a week ago. And, of course, um, and, you know, it's interesting because last week we went to do this story. We had decided to switch it up and we we're going to do it in real time. But, of course, with the technology and everything. And last week would have been the end of March. So this is April 3rd for anyone who's listening. And I believe this will probably air on the 9th of April. Um, but we didn't get a chance to do it because of technology. I think we would have to hide in the closet and uh, and try to put the podcast out. I'm listening to other podcasters all struggling with the same issues here. But sure enough, today, April 3rd in the Boston Globe, there's a story about people struggling with what are we going to do about our hair, men and women. And um, it was kind of funny because uh, one of the, the gentlemen who's writing it said, I never thought bald would be in, but boy, it's so easy for me while everybody's worrying about it, getting a haircut. But mostly, you know, like you said, Candace, you're seeing a ton of memes and funny things on social media, but it's not that funny. I, like so many people, I'm thinking about the fact that now I got in to see my hairdresser like one week. It was my regular appointment. I have a standing appointment every month and I was able to get in before everything accelerated and they suddenly said, nope, everybody's got to stay at home and shut down all everything but non-essential services. And they didn't consider hairdressers non-essential services, but I considered it an essential service. And so today, it's so funny as we're talking, um, I got my reminder about my next appointment, which is a week from this conversation. And I'm sitting here thinking, eh, it's probably not going to happen. And I have been taking pictures of my hair and seeing how this haircut that I have right now manages through this and taking pictures of my roots and trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do? Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's great if you're a person that just does a one color or can color because, I mean, the innovation that I'm seeing, I've, husbands are, are, are coloring their wife's hair. Uh, of course, now in the future, when we can go back to going to the salon, you know what they're going to say. Why spend the money? You could just do it right here or I could do it for you. Uh, how are you faring, Darcy? I have to say I'm not, as you guys know, a, I don't spend a lot of time on my self-care. I probably should spend a little more time. Um, I'm someone who gets their hair cut probably maybe three times a year. It's all one length. If you go to our social media pages, you'll see pictures of us. We all all have different hair, and mine is all one length. And I'm able to, once it goes too far, just put it up into a ponytail, and I'm okay. I was blessed with my mother's jeans, apparently, because I only get the gray right around the circle of my face. And so when I do have to do touch-ups, I, I do just use um, the box, the root touch-up, and I'm able to just do that myself. So... I don't have the same stressors, but I know literally everyone in my circle is lamenting, can't get their nails done, can't get their hair done, whatever else. So I thought about the prohibition. Don't ask me why, but it made me think when I also got my hair done, um, would have been 
two, well, actually it was the day before because someone gave, uh, told me, they showed me the notice they got from the state. So we're in New York state and we were going, um, they had told everyone the salons had to close by 8 PM that Saturday. And I was just doing some forward thinking and I was like, okay, I got to get in. Well, my, um, my guy that I've been going to for 20 years, Rick, he was actually sick, not with COVID-19, thank God, but he was sick. And for the first time in 20 years, um, a woman who works with him, she said she would do my hair. I called her and begged her. And I went in on Friday night a week ago. Um, it was a week ago or two weeks ago. They're all blended together. And she did my hair for me. But I, like you, uh, Candace, go every month. And I'm, I'm lucky I don't have gray hair, but I, have, I get foiled. I can't do that at home. I even was looking at the aluminum foil hair thinking, what if that would be a disaster? <laughs> I no, that would be a disaster for me because I also do get foils and I, yeah, I, and then I had another hairdresser who's just a friend of mine tell me because I said, well, I guess I could just color my own hair at home. And she said, well, it's not that simple. She goes, honey, she goes, there's the color for your hair. And then there's, there's the process that, that takes away the gray. It's a, really a two color process. And I was like, oh. Well, what is the plan? What is the plan forward? You know, I, I, the other thing that somebody suggested to me, there's a lot of different products out there. One of them, tween time was suggested to me. There's some other sprays and there's some other things that you could use. Um, but Darcy, I mean, you color your hair. It's, it's, it's pretty easy, right? Is it just a new skill that Karen and I are going to have to learn? (laughs) Well, I have to also clarify. I only do and I should know the brand. I don't, I just know it by when I go to the drugstore and pick it up. It's the one that has a little brush. Again, I only have to brush a very small part of my hair in the front here. So I don't have any roots. Thank God my roots still come in brown. Um, so, but I do remember years ago, for whatever reason, I did try to color my hair a darker color, like almost a black. And let me just tell you, it was bad. It was really bad. <laughs> but, you, Carrie, you were talking about the article in the Boston Globe. There has been another article that I read. I don't know in what periodical it was, but it was about all of the network broadcasters, you guys will relate, who have to go on the air every morning, noon, night. Oh, and then you guys did not have professionals doing your hair and makeup. I mean, you did a beautiful job, but these I think I so should have somebody. <laughs> they're so used to having someone do their hair and makeup, and now they're I going know. on national TV without any help whatsoever. Well, you know, even on a on a smaller scale, so we're doing all of this Zoom conferencing, and that's what people were talking about in the Boston Globe too. They were saying, you know, okay, it's one thing you think, okay, well, I'm just stuck in my house. But everybody's Zooming, and it's, it's right in your face. And this morning, I was doing a Zoom on, um, for spinning and a workout to, you know, uh, uh, people from my gym. And I apologized to them. I said, I'm so sorry. You've got to see this up close in the morning, right in your face. And I was looking at my hair pulled back. Roots are already showing. And I thought, my God, they're just going to want to turn away. They'll be doing their workout backwards. <laughs> well, and Darcy, that was in style that you're referring to. And so it's so funny because we'll, 
flesh this out in another episode called You've Got Big Hair, but we all understand that everybody who's on television is sort of like dealing with this right now because we know how important viewers <laughs> take your appearance. And, you know, we we know the feedback that they get. So everybody's dealing with this right now. But even the fact that those of us working from home and you feel like, okay, well, nobody's going to see me today. I don't really have to do my hair. I don't have to do my makeup. And then somebody says, let's do a Zoom meeting. And you're like, oh, I I'm so not ready to do a Zoom meeting. I'm so not ready to be seen right now. No, let's not do a Zoom meeting. <laughs> I know, I, I know. You've got to be prepared and have the backup of the frozen uh, headshot of yourself. So you don't always uh, have to go live. Just a big tip. Big tip. Well, that that's a great tip. You know, um, when we did the meeting, the uh, not meeting, we did a girls' night in last week. Uh, someone did do that. They just showed the headshot of themselves. That's a good idea. I like that, yeah. Darcy. So, the whole point of Zoom, of course, is to be able to have some human interaction <laughs> with people that horribly. Uh, have contact with, but certainly, yes, I believe me, my, I have a morning uh, Zoom meeting every morning at 830, but believe me, I take a two minutes right before we hop on to put some foundation and blush on my face. Otherwise, it's it's just frightening. It, it, I, I know what you mean. Um, okay, so I have a question for you both. In that article they talked about, and apparently everyone had heard of this, did you ever hear of the Floby haircutting system? Yes. I don't remember. Well, apparently everyone made jokes about it after TV. I have, I just pulled it up. Well, in the Boston Globe, they said that it's sold out on Amazon. Now people are using it. I just went to Amazon and it is sold out. That is so I'm not going to reveal which of my siblings, but one of my siblings <laughs> has one. I'm almost positive. I haven't asked them lately. It's definitely not Debbie. Uh, you don't know her, but she she listens. So I'm going to tell you, Debbie, I, I certainly know it's not you. But I'm not going to reveal who it is. But they had a phobia, and I believe to this day they're still using it. Well, good for them. See, they were prepared. Yeah, but I have cut my bangs before, much to my hairdresser's patties, I'm sorry, but much to her distress. She's like, what'd you do? I said, well, I just trimmed them up a little bit. But I've done that before. So I feel, you know, comfortable enough doing that. But, you know, you can't get to the back of your hair on your own. So that's, that's one issue. I do know that you need a very sharp pair of scissors to trim your hair. You do not want to pick a, a dull bear, pair of scissors. Scissors. I mean, on the weekends anyway, I probably run around, you know, with my hair in a ponytail because I'm just running around. Um, but, you know, ponytails, um, putting your hair up in buns, getting creative with some things like that also are, are good ways to probably cope through this period. Well, it won't be much of a change for me because I live with my hair in a hair club because I work out so much. So I don't usually take it down. But I mean, still, nobody wants to see those roots coming out. I can't clip that away. I don't care how much I try to put it up. I told my hairdresser, Patty, almost from the time, and I was in my 20s at the time when I started going to her, and I said, Patty, I, I hire you for one reason. I come to you for one reason. I never, ever, ever want to see a gray root, and that's your job. <laughs> and she's well, good at it. But it'll be dark. It is so dark, you know. Uh, and, and, and you can start to see it. It just starts to happen, and you can't, you can't hide the darkness that's coming through, you know. 
it would be better. If it and you, black. you, you actually went from blonde to to dark, like chestnut brown, a few years back. I did it eight years ago. One day, I just decided to do it. It was bizarre. <laughs> I never done. I've never cut my hair short. I cut my hair short one time on television when I got pregnant. That's a whole nother story. I heard that that's a something that every pregnant woman does. I don't know why. Um, never. It wasn't a good look. And um, I did bring the hair back to brown. And I, it, it really, because I wanted it to be healthier. Um, and that lasted for a, a little bit of time. I was born blonde, believe it or not. But um, you can see right here. Look at this. You pull it up. Uh, you know, I mean, that's great that, that that's the least of our problems. But I do have to say something that entered my mind. I was like, so I kind of said to this woman who did my hair that I'd never done it before, I said, well, maybe, you know, you could come to my house. And she goes, I would come, but we wouldn't tell anyone. But that was two weeks ago. So everything changes every day. I would never think of that now. And they brought that up in the Boston Globe, how people are saying, well, maybe you could make a secret, you know, visit to my house. I'll pay you extra. And they spoke with a, um, a, a, hair artist there and the person said that they say right away well 500 to start and i'm going to give you just a bowl cut and he said that pretty much shuts everybody up <laughs> from asking him to come to their house well and Darcy, you came upon something about you know people are saying well if you can't do my hair can you give me my products it, uh, one of the hairdressers that i follow on facebook was talking about that i think a lot of the hairstylists are getting requests saying listen if you can't color my hair, do you mind giving me the product so that I can color my own hair? And basically, the bottom line answer was no, they can't. There was, you know, a handful of reasons yep. why. A, it's just not a good idea, but B, there's chemicals involved, and it's just not something that you just hand over to an amateur. But I'm just going to say, I think it's going to become in vogue. I think the look is going to take over, <laughs> and it's gonna be actually stylish to have. You know, You're natural. so hopeful. <laughs> hope floats. Hope floats. I, like, I love that. I like to look on the bright side of things. I also don't. I don't get my nails done. Do you guys get your nails done? I, I only get done once. Like when I go to my hairdresser once a month, then I get my nails done. But I'm not one of those people that gets them done weekly or anything like that. But I do like to have them done occasionally. I do. Um, you know, the the thing is for me, I. I do that because I don't like to spend more than I have a three minute plan. And so even for makeup, I just have one lipstick and I put it on my cheeks. And so zip, zip, zip. And I even did it for you guys tonight. I was like, should I do it? I don't feel like it. I mean, that takes about 30 seconds. I used to do it in the car. Uh, so in my hair, same thing. If it takes, and I would say, I could never color my own hair, even foil it. I and mean, first of all, the joke is I can't sit still long enough. My hairdresser always says to me, Sit like a statue, Karen. Do a, be a good girl. Sit like a, it's, can you imagine me trying to do, I can't even comb the back of my hair. It would not be pretty. I, Karen, cannot imagine you sitting still for more than 15 seconds. <laughs> I just walked around <laughs> while I'm doing this. <laughs> what, what's your hairdresser's this. name, Karen Rick? Rick? Rick, he's been doing my hair for a long time. You did it when I was on television. Rick we Hamilton. Hamilton. Rick. <laughs> 
I know. But going to that in style article, which was interesting to point out to people, they had a lot of focus on the, you know, the people in the national news program, but understand that a lot of your, your broadcasters on the local news, they have nobody doing their hair. They have nobody doing their makeup. It is left up to them. People used to call my hairdresser and say, well, I didn't like the way you styled her hair tonight. And it's like, no, she didn't style it. I styled it. And I had like five minutes before I had to run to the set and be on the air. So if you want to blame somebody, blame me. But have a little love and care for them. They're doing the best they can. Oh, my God, yes. One time, a friend in the news business, um, we didn't have anyone doing our hair or makeup. It reminded me. I don't know if you guys remember. Her name was Helen or Deb. I can't remember. But she, I never used to wear foundation. I just didn't, I didn't want to wear any of that pancake makeup on the, under the heavy light. So I thought, you know what? I just won't. I'll just put my lipstick on as blush. And she called me up at the station. I will never forget. So she's at a competing station. She said, Karen, she said, you gotta put the makeup on. I'm telling you, you look dead right now. You look, you look completely dead under those lights. And I, I'm like, come on. And she, she was absolutely right. And I kept thinking, how many people were looking, thinking, oh my God, is she sick? <laughs> it's the light, Karen. It's not you. It's well, yes, light. but I, you need to adjust for that. I mean, even men wear pancake makeup that are in the business. But I we was like, no, because I hated it being on. And then we had to run out and do a story. It's too much work. Again, it, it took more than three minutes. So uh, I didn't do it. But she, she really said to me, I, I can't even look at you anymore, Karen. <laughs> What other tips do you both have for anybody out there that is kind of like, well, how do I manage through this? Darcy, you talk about self-care a lot. This is this is part of our self-care, right? I mean, shouldn't we not? I, I was thinking about this for myself the other day. It's like, oh, I've been working from home. I'm kind of lapsing into this idea of like, no, I don't need to get ready when I get up. You know, but I am going to work. So that's helpful for me to have a routine and I'm not going in sweatpants. I'm dressing. I'm not saying I'm dressing up, but I am like, right. I'm in a dress. I have a cardigan and, but I am wearing sneakers. That is one thing <laughs> I have uh, <laughs> given myself in terms of self care. If I have to go to work, I'm going to do it in sneakers. I need to take better care of myself. I know that. And I thought maybe in the world situation that we're facing that I might be motivated more, but it hasn't motivated me yet. <laughs> we're under a lot of stress, Darcy. Give it another week and then you can start your retreat. I'll, I'll call you and I'll be like, okay, take your, take your walk around the BU brain today. But um, I, I do think... I think it's important to, um, I actually put jeans on today. Now I know that doesn't sound like a big deal, but I live in workout clothes. And so I thought I've got to put these jeans on to make me feel more normal. And though nobody will see it and you know, the days are just starting to blend. It's like, what day is it? Where do I go? What am I doing? There's no markers during the week to, to tell me, okay, well, it's Friday. All right. We have, you know, whatever service on Sunday, whatever you're doing food pantry. And so everything is just like, who's going to see me, but I have to follow some routine and structure. And I think that is so important. And if for anyone, do it for yourself, put on your one minute of lipstick. So I hope that everybody has enjoyed this discussion. Now, Karen has a few Mm -hmm. things to tell us, social media director, and she wants to give us some updates based on our previous episodes. And so Karen, I will let you take it from here. Can we pause it right here so I can go to the bathroom? 
Well, first I want to start with the big corrections, or I would like to say cringeworthy. I was listening to uh, last week's podcast, which would have been Origins, and I just want to apologize for saying awesome way too many times. So I'm going to try to um, make my vocabulary a little more diverse, okay? And also- Can I interrupt? Uh, can I interrupt there? Yeah. I'm going to try to stop saying, and like, uh, yeah, and you know, like I was thinking like, uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, everybody does, you know, everybody does it. And you know, I listened to it and I said, my dad's in the Navy 700 times. I got on my own nerves, okay? So I can't imagine the listeners. So thank you very much for, for not pointing that out to me. Um, uh, but I was, it was cringeworthy for sure. The big cringeworthy, I wanted to call it. The other thing was I actually said the wrong title of my intellectual book. <laughs> it was A Heart So White. I knew it when it came out of my mouth, but, you know, I was just so glad I could read. So that was my, my, my big cringeworthy and corrections. Now, there is one little thing that we left out of Origins that we had teased. And what better time? A couple of people said to me, what happened to JoJo? Which one of you had Thanksgiving with a chimpanzee? We didn't touch on it. And it happened to have been me. I had dinner with, I spent a Thanksgiving sitting next to a three-year-old chimpanzee dressed as a toddler named JoJo. Now, what better time than with going on right now with the whole Tiger King phenomena? But my uncle actually did have a tiger in his van, and he was the director of a animal um, farm or park. It wasn't really a zoo. It was like an animal park outside of Boston. And I got to spend the summer uh, helping to almost uh, get squished by a baby elephant, but helping to feed the baby elephants. And he would keep the tiger with him and Jojo as almost like a little son. Well, he brought Jojo down to our house for Thanksgiving dinner. And Jojo, I don't know if you know about chimpanzees, but they are really aggressive. And he pulled my hair. And I don't mean just pulled it. He was, and he climbed up our wall. And I ran to my room and cried. Not one family member came in and said, are you okay? And then while other people, you know, after Thanksgiving, normal Thanksgiving, they're watching football and having apple pie. No, my father is wrestling with my uncle's chimpanzee. Jojo. And Jojo smoked cigarettes, by the way. <laughs> so this is, and you wonder why I'm the way I am. So that's the Jojo story. I love my Uncle Bobby. And it really gave me some great stories and made me so happy to be around those animals. Um, I don't know what happened to Jojo. Um, I hope he did give up the six, though. I really do. And with that said, we want to give a shout out. Thank you so much for getting back to us and, and for reaching out to us. And Megan Ellen, we want to just give a shout out to you. You told us about your laugh shaming story. And what was that, Darcy? Megan is my niece. I, okay. I thought you might be related. Well, thank her. She had two great stories. One, she said that she was uh, uh, kicked out or the, the women were going to call some police when she went to a share concert with her. She was in a law school and she went with her parents and friends and it was because they were dancing. Now I ask you, isn't a concert for dancing and singing? So many concerts. This is a problem she raises that we can bring up maybe when talking about Dave in our future episodes and our Dave concerts. But this is an issue for venues that how would you not go to a concert and dance 
but so many people buy tickets to a concert and they think they're going to sit there like it's a Lawrence Welk show and just listen to music <laughs> and they get irritated when you stand up and dance. So yes, it, Debbie is my sister and Megan is her daughter. And then I guess uh, yes. my brother-in-law was there too. They all went to a share concert and got kicked yeah. out. Uh, they I think they were dance. I think they were dance shamed. I believe they were. They were. Like we were I think they were dancing. And uh, I feel like, and then she said that her daughter uh, went to, they went to a, a, a game in Iowa and they were yelling out. And even though they weren't Iowa fans, someone told her husband to sit down or told them to sit down. And he said, this is what people do. Fans, they yell out loud and stand up. That's what happens in stadiums. So I think we're all getting a little too, I don't know. We need to just chill a little bit. but. I have to say, you should be able to dance at a concert, laugh in a bar, and yell at a stadium. Am I right? As long as it's all appropriate. Yes. And this is okay. what we love about our listeners, that they do share their stories with us. And that's what we we encourage you to do. Really encourage. And, and relate to us. And how about this? On a final note, this made me so happy. It was right before we started tonight on April 3rd. And my heart does go out to my students that I teach at BU because oh, big changes. As you know, Darcy, their graduation was canceled. So many things, and Not I canceled. Uh, it was postponed. Sorry. I mean postponed. I'm sorry, postponed. postponed. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, but I see their faces, and and so I'm teaching to them, and I miss them already. But anyways, just now before we went on, two of them emailed me and said, "We love your podcast. You guys are so funny, and we feel like we've been made fun of and laugh shamed because we have kind of a cackle, and people make fun of us in our apartment. So they loved it. So it was so awesome to know that someone could relate to us." And we would want we want you to keep doing that. Get a hold of us on Facebook at But the Big BS or shout out to us on Instagram, also hashtag But the Big BS, or you could email us at but the big BS at gmail.com. We invite and encourage you to share your stories or whatever you have with us. We want to hear from everyone and we want to take now this moment. To wrap up this episode by simply wishing all of our listeners um, a healthy week ahead. Please stay safe, stay well. Um, we want to hear about your COVID-19 coping mechanisms, your stressors, yes. and even your hair-raising dilemmas. We Tell us your <laughs> story, check in with us, and we'll talk about it on our future podcast. But until then, we also want you to remember our mantra, Karen. Live love and laugh out loud or as Darcy said last week loudy so live love and laugh loudy <laughs>